Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. Glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wesley Splain. Joining me today is Anthony Fratini and Brandon Farrell. Like always, guys, what's up? What's up, fellas? Nothing new, boys. What up? Fire department kicking your ass? It absolutely did today. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this. There is... This is the honest truth. There's athletic fit, there's fit, and then there's firefighter fit. And I've never felt anything like this with all the gear on, all the hose that you pull with all the weight inside that hose and doing this shit for hours, sometimes on your hands and knees, and then you're climbing ladders and you're moving tools. And dude, it is, I've never felt any type of physical activity like this. Get in a flex hot tub. It'll help you out. Yeah. All the muscles. Shit's broken. (laughs) Nah, man. Yeah. It's like when you do something new that your body's not used to, it'll take a lot of time for it to get uh, accustomed to doing those daily activities. Mm -hmm. So stay at the gym, work out daily. Don't become a firefighter. Just do your thing. Watch sports. Stay, (laughs) Stay involved with football. Stay oh, on come couch, on. You got, watch football. <laughs> you got to support the firemen by watching football. Just wear your fire suit watching football. Exactly. On air. <laughs> just uh, just go into like a burning house. Just be like, they got a TV on and just turn on football and just sit while the or, house is burning right next to you. Be like, All right, let's put this shit out. Or what you burning can do house is just have a TV on at the time, but. Or just set Maybe. your house on fire as you watch TV. Don't do that. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. I'm sure people. I'm sure people do if their team loses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, if you're a New York Jets fan after today. Oh, oh man. Should be, we should be getting a lot of fire calls up in East Rutherford area. A lot. <laughs> or if you're a Giants fan and you see the way they've been playing. Dude, they played great today. Their defensive so- line is nice. So, like, not being a Jersey guy, is Jersey more Giants fans than Jets fans? Because I don't really go into Jersey and see that many Jets fans. I think it's a good mix. I would definitely say it's more Giants. I th- what do you I, think, Brent? I, I think it's a good mix. Um, I think there's I think a lot six- of bandwagoners. <laughs> so, whoever's playing best that, that year is... I, I went to school with a kid, the Giant, the year the Giants won the Super Bowl. He was a Giants fan until they went 0-4. And uh, and then he started wearing Jets gear, and, and then once they got into the Super Bowl, he was back to wearing his Giants gear. So I think there's a lot of bandwagoners in Jersey. You, so whoever's playing good that season, yeah, they're gonna hop on. You're definitely not wrong about that. I've noticed that too. Actually, no, you said that. It's and a I lot feel of, like, yeah, a lot if of back I feel and like forth. If you're not, if you don't grow up a Giants or Jets fan, you don't just kind of hop on that bandwagon because mm-hmm. neither team is is anything that stands out. I think if I had to say, though, I think it's more 60-40 Giants, 60% Giants, 40% Jets. But, yeah, I have noticed a lot of people kind of switch back and forth. Yeah, every time I go into Jersey or, like, hang out in Jersey, I don't really see that many Jets fans. It's normally people with uh, Giants gear on. or like that's so sick of the Jets, they don't even want to wear their gear anymore. Dude, in New York, you're starting to see Giants gear pop out of nowhere. They're like, oh, the Giants fans are starting to emerge from their – Little burrows. Yeah, they're coming out of uh, they're coming out of quarantine, eh? <laughs> yeah. Quarantine for, for like How five years. <laughs> yeah. How about her? 
Oh, Boulder Wood. They got long hair and like not shaved or anything. They're like, yep, we're going with the G-Man, baby, all the time. This is our year, I'm telling you. Or or Giants, <laughs> Giants fans will say G-Man. G- G-Man. Oh, oh, you mean G-Man? Oh, I don't know. I'm just Giants, man. They go to Tony <laughs> Strombolis and just like talk about the Giants on Mondays. Giants. The New York Giants, baby, let's go. Let's go. That's the only thing know how to say. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, well, speaking of Giants, they will recap Week 13 right now. Giants went out to the Northwest with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback. How Bowder? How Bowder, the old Texas guy. And he ended up beating the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Ow. Wilson and the crew, 17-12. to 12. It was all defense. The defense was flying around today. Leonard Williams had so many sacks. Other notable victories, the, the Cleveland Browns are now – a winning franchise. They are going to have a winning season this year. First time since 2007. They have nine. They're nine and three, and they won against Tennessee in dominating fashion, 41 to 35. And then some other ones. The Jets just lost in tremendous fashion against the Raiders last second, 45 or a 46 yard touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs to give the victory to the Las Vegas Raiders. Colts beat the Texans, so like they're in the tie with the Titans for first place in the AFC South. And the Rams beat the Cardinals, so that jumps the Rams in the first place since the Seahawks lost. So lots of playoff implications going around. The Saints clinched their playoff spot. We saw some Jalen Hurts today from the Eagles. Guys, what did you think from week 13 from the football that you saw? When I got home from the academy and I saw that the Browns were beating the Titans 41-28 to in the fourth, I was mind blown. I was really, really shocked about that. Um, one thing I do want to mention, however, is there's a problem in the NFL. There's like I, I've noticed this over the years, and it always seems that to me, if the game is close at the end, they try to favorite the team who's the underdog, the one who's losing. That may because they want. I guess they want to come back. They want it to be exciting for the fans, but. There was a play. It was one of the last plays, one of one of the last plays, and the Titans have the ball, and one of the offensive linemen on the Titans, clear hold. I mean, you could be a peewee referee with zero years of experience and know it was a clear hold, and it was a clear hold on Miles Garrett. Um, and oh, I saw that. Yeah, it wasn't on the touchdown pass. I think I think it was one before the touchdown pass. It yeah. was the most clearest hole hold you can ever see in football. I think literally, and it just it kind of just annoyed me a bit because that should have been a um, ten yard penalty that's now turning into another chance for them to score a touchdown, which they did, making it. I mean, they still lost, but that just goes to show to me like that. That just annoys me. I just can't. I don't know. It just annoys me. Like, if that was the second quarter with, like, five minutes left to go and it was a whatever game, they would have called that. I mean, they would have easily called that. But because it was trying to let them come back or something, I don't know. To me, I see so many of those calls, missed calls, that I just have to assume, okay, you know, this is just corrupt. Dude, it does. It also like it annoys you, but it annoys the gamblers even more because like 
majority of these games, the spreads come down to the last possession and they're just pulling their hair out of their uh, heads and just going crazy that a call wasn't being made. Yeah, like are you gonna are you gonna ref the right way, like ninety percent of the game, then the other ten percent? Refing not? is very hard, though. I it's give it to very those guys. Difficult. I understand, but at the same time, your eyes are on the quarterback because that's the guy who has the ball, and it is so clear that that guy was holding him. I mean, he Miles Garrett was reaching for Tannehill, and he couldn't get a hand on him because he was he was held. His whoever that offensive lineman was, his hand was in his. They could have called for a face mask and they could have called for holding because he was doing both. Yeah. Not to mention that Baker Mayfield had an absolute day on the field with four touchdown passes. He was on fire today. Yeah, he's getting his thing together. Yeah, the Browns Which, looked really good, um, especially with their with Odell being out. Um, I wonder what they're going to do with him going forward. That's interesting, too, because he's coming off an ACL injury. I think it's his, like, second one. Did he hurt his ACL beforehand? His ankle, he broke. His ACL, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he had surgery on that, and he's rehabbing that right now. Right. That's a mess, man. That's that's an interesting uh, situation because the Browns are just absolutely rolling right now, and Jarvis Landry is putting in work, and then they got a good crew of receivers with Higgins and Peoples-Jones right behind there. And then also the Hooper, the tight end, and quality studs at running back. Maybe they can just work them into a trade over in the offseason and see if anyone takes the bait. Giants. Get rid of these guys. Just the get Giants. rid of them. Patriots much- is another one. Yeah, there, honestly, there's too much talent. I don't care to have Antonio Brown, OBJ on my team, honestly. Guys who want to work, who want to play football, are going to play football regardless. You know, there's so many guys in the league that can catch a ball. Just – Get away from the spotlight and get guys who want to win games. Uh, Brandon, what was your uh, highlights from week 13? Giants beating the Seahawks. Yeah, man. How about her? That's my only highlight. Um, biggest <laughs> upset. I'd, I'd, speaking of betting, I'd hate to be a better. I bet on a double-digit underdog um, on that game. Oh, dude, you always bet on double-digit underdogs in NFL games. It's crazy. Do you? It's, yeah, yeah. More of the times than not, I got to find the stat, but like more times than not, the double digit dog covers the spread. It always happens. Like every single time I bet on one of those double digit uh, dog teams, they always cover. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So Jets Jets play Chiefs. You're going to bet on the uh, Jets cover? If it wasn't the Jets and maybe like (laughs) the Giants or I don't know, like. yeah, the that's Lions, the, maybe I bet on them, but not the Jets. That's the question. Yeah, it's 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 like you pick your poison. It's one of the rules is like division home dogs. That's one that hits more the times than not. And then the double digits, like more times than not, you see that happen. But like, of course, sometimes if it's like the Chiefs playing the Jaguars, I mean the Chiefs are gonna destroy them. You know, but it it would be like random teams that are like like today the Vikings were double digit favorites over the Jaguars, like eleven point favorites, and that game went into overtime. Mm-hmm. It's Is just the way Minshew the NFL works. No, it's uh Mike Glennon. Did Ben Minshew just get benched? Yeah, I guess Doug Marone's just sticking with um uh this guy. He was the old Bears quarterback, and then full, I think. Trubisky beat him out. This guy. This guy. 
I mean, he's got a huge neck, like a really long neck. If you look at his picture, Mike Glennon, that neck is at least a foot tall. I know who he is. Um, one more quick highlight um, from this week for me, though. Uh, as much as I despise the Eagles, um, I thought it was pretty cool to see Wentz get benched and they finally put in Jalen Hurts to get some snaps. Um, he definitely brought a spark to that team um, for the last few uh, last few quarters. Um, and I think it was a good a good thing for them to put Wentz on the bench so we could think about how poorly he's been playing, maybe get his mind back into it, and uh, you know remember how to play football like he did his first few seasons. And then the Eagles started coming back in that game too with that Jalen Rager touchdown. I, I I saw that they had a spark, but I knew that it, against the Packers there was no way. I, I just I couldn't see Aaron Rodgers letting that one go. Two right. more games I want to make note of is the Jets almost beat the Raiders. Which was what the hell on that? Well, and, and then, then Adam Gase called the the last defensive play and said, "Everybody blitz, let the receivers get open." We got our first pick in the draft. He's still the head coach, right? Gase? Yeah. Yeah, first first ballot Hall of Famer for coaching. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> he still has his job. And then the Patriots. I mean, the, forty-five to zero to zero. Kirby boy laid a duck. With okay, so Cam Newton, sixty-nine yards, one touchdown. Well, yeah, two How? touchdowns. And then, and then Justin Herbert, two interceptions, two hundred nine yards. What a dude, crazy this... turn in the game! I mean, special, special teams, teams, dude. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable how things could just one eighty just like that. This team Patriots aren't even playing well this year, and yet they put up 45 points against the Chargers. I'm not saying the Chargers are no Super Bowl team, but they're playing fairly decent football. That I think they're they one of the good bad teams in the NFL. Beating the Patriots. Yeah, they're one of the. I say they're the best bad team in the NFL. If you're looking at like the top 10 of the NFL draft, what the order is going to be right now, they're they're probably the best ones that could give like the top teams a chance to win the game. I, I think if, if Joe Burrow was playing, I think the Bengals are definitely one of the totally. Bad, I think they are the best bad team, and it's because they have Joe Burrow, and the rest of that team is just garbage. Well, that entire team almost fought the entire team of the Dolphins. Did you see that too? Like, I guess uh, on a punt, like the gunner ended up sort of spearing the punt returner. And then it caused a spark. And then next thing you know, you see Brian Flores run across the field. Then the whole Dolphins team runs across. And the Bengals like leave sideline. It was a huge uh, scrum in the middle. Yeah. So the dude did that twice. Yeah. Um, I, there was, there Bobby was, was telling me. Fight. Yeah. There was there eventually. There was a fight. Xavier Howard and um, Devontae Parker get thrown out. But the dude that speared Devontae Parker those two times, they, he kept them in the game. <laughs> so. I don't know what. Wait, I think Tyler on. Boyd got ejected too. Yeah, he was fighting a lot of guys. Got, a lot of them did, yeah. But the guy that initially caused, I mean, the brawl because of him spearing the the the, the kick returner, he got he stayed in the game. That's where that I go back to like corruption. Weird. Corruption. The whole thing's corrupt, dude. But it's political corruption. <laughs> it's a political agenda. No, just wait till we get to college right. football, though. You're right, though. How could you spear that guy like that? Take his head off, and I mean, at least call targeting or something. I mean, obviously, I know how to, it has to be head to head, but you get what I'm trying to say. It just spears the guy, and then they don't inject him. 
I mean, I can't speak too much to this because I didn't watch any of this. But, um, yeah, that's – I mean, I believe what you guys are saying, obviously. So, it's just crazy that it's like that. I watched the whole uh, uh, Dolphins-Bengals game. It felt like a division rivalry game. It was, it was that intense. Yeah, it, it wasn't back and forth as far as the score, but just how physical the game was. And I mean, there, point, were a lot of, there was a lot of pushing and shoving. That boy gets Dolphins games down there? Every uh, Sunday, or well, I mean, if it's the closest one o'clock game, yeah, yeah, either that or Tampa if they play at one o'clock. Yeah, Tampa obviously. It's probably like the Eagles here. And I got the Saints game. Hmm. Taysom Hill finally threw his first touchdown pass. But Is it me or does that guy kind of throw the ball kind of slow? His mechanics are so weird. Like he does not look like a natural quarterback. I feel like he's not a true quarterback, and it's because of the system that he's in right now. Yeah, he it's just runs a lot. It just looks like um, he's just trying to grip the ball way too hard in the pocket. I don't know something about his mechanics and his leg stance kind of throws me off. What I notice is the ball speed. He he doesn't really throw a fast ball. That's I mean that's what I know is compared to most quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks throw a bullet like Mike Vick used to. And he doesn't – I don't really see it from him like that. He doesn't really throw a good ball. I mean, I guess it's a decent ball. But his legs are the most relentless thing about him. I mean, they did really good work against the Falcons. And the Falcons have been one of those most improving teams. I think Raheem Morris is going to keep his job as interim head coach. Like, you might get the full-time gig. Maybe Adam Gase will fill in a spot. Dude, Adam Gase, if he touches a job, I mean, like, you, you got to drug test the owner, the general manager, because it's like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that debacle today should tell you everything you need to know. Who blitzes I, the safeties in a prevent-style defense? I think, uh, I don't know, this is a tough one between Ben McAdoo and him. I, 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 I think Ben McAdoo goes down as a coach that's worse than him. Because Adam Gase had some success with the Dolphins, but, but he is just, dude, I don't even know. I have no answers for how this guy can make the NFL and just, what do you say to your team in a locker room? Like, no one believes in this guy. Yeah, what it's do you do? Saying, you like, already lost it. Yeah, fish guess. and chips in the parking lot after the game, boys. <laughs> he's not yeah. British. He's not going to have fish and chips. Yeah, he looks your, like a you. fish and chips kind of guy, though. Get your gear on, boys. Go out there and play football. Eh? Let's get to. I don't w know with the way lose. with the way his <laughs> eyes are and just rolling around. It looks like he just drinks motor oil. <laughs> Castrol five W twenty. Oh shit! Full, full but man, synthetic. I think they saw that the Jaguars were winning, and then they were like, "All right, we can get Wait, a the what? The, the Jaguars because Jaguars it was between Jaguars. 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 The Jaguars. Did I say Jaguars right or did I? No, I'm just. I'm oh, okay. Jaguars. But anyway, I think they saw the score of the Jaguars winning against Minnesota and they're like, oh, okay, we can win this game. And then next thing you know, Minnesota's ahead and they're like, ah, shoot, we're going to lose Trevor Lawrence. We got to blow this. You know, all <laughs> these general fans are going to say that. But just that theory alone was just funny. Imagine being Trevor Lawrence watching that game. This guy, dude, he sucks. 
But I, I really did think if it was a team to lose to one list team, it would be the Raiders every single year. But I guess uh, Derek Carr was just not going to let that happen. Oh, my God. Denver already has a turnover. Great. This game's going to suck. Denver Broncos, your new head coach, Adam Gase. Oh, don't you dare say that. And don't you put that poison on our team. Offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo. McAdoo. Well, I mean, whatever. It, it could be worse. We could be like the Jets, you know. What do but we, if we were... say, boys? Way she goes. It's the way she goes, man. I mean, right now, the playoffs, the way they're structured, the Saints clinched, so they're number one in the uh, NFC right now. Then you got the Green Bay Packers at number two, the L.A. Rams at number three. Um, these are seeds, by the way, with the numbering. Uh, Giants are number four. Seahawks are the fifth seed. Tampa's the sixth seed. And then Minnesota snuck in with the Cardinals losing. They're the seventh seed now, and Arizona's on the outside looking in with the 49ers at nine right behind there. And how do you think that we said on the weekly drive, it'd be an interesting situation with like the 49ers going to play in Arizona for about the next month for their I home mean, games. If they're not allowed fans, then I don't see it really being that much of a difference. Um, I think that's really, really random. Um, but however, I don't think it's going to be much of a negative impact to that 49ers team because there's enough adversity going on right now as is with everything. So what is, you know, switching stadiums going to make a difference? And the big part of it too is, like I said, is the fans. As long as the fans aren't there, um, you know, opposing team fans, then, you know, it would be fine. I mean, it's a very interesting nugget to go forward, and it's going to look really weird um, when they play the Bills on Monday Night Football. But anyway, back to the playoffs. Oh, man. Thank goodness Tyreek dropped that. Uh, back to the playoffs on the AFC side. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers, 11-0 with number one. Kansas City, number two with 10-1. and Number three is the Buffalo Bills, 8-3. Number four is Tennessee. At, they control the AFC South now when they hold the tiebreaker with Indianapolis. And then the wild cards, Browns are the fifth seed at 9-3. and three. Sixth seed is the Miami Dolphins. Seventh seed is the Indianapolis Colts. And on the outside looking in is the uh, Raiders, the Patriots, and the Baltimore Ravens. Could the Ravens be sitting out? I mean, they haven't really looked impressive lately, but their schedule kind of opens up a little bit. I think out of all the teams uh, in that division, I, I think they're the one team – if I were to say, I mean, they're they're not playing their best football right now. No, not entirely at all. And after Wednesday with uh, Lamar Jackson out, I mean, are they going to do Trace McSorley? Because I saw that Robert Griffin the third's on IR. So, I mean, he's really their only option right now. I guess I, I don't even know if he's going to play on Tuesday. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I think that they might honestly sit out. Um, if any team is going to be left out, I mean, even in that division, I think it's going to be the Ravens. Oh, man, that's going to be – can you imagine from having the MVP season and being so dominant last year in the regular season to missing out in the playoffs? It would just not be a good look for that team. Well, I mean, they got Pittsburgh and they have Cleveland. Who, I mean, they're both playing really good football right now. I mean, I'm not saying Pittsburgh is playing great football, but, I mean, Cleveland's really been on a roll. 
They really have been. They've been playing some playoff football with the way they run the ball and play good run defense. So and it's it's a dogfight right now. The Titans, the Colts, the Chiefs, the the Dolphins, the Bills. I mean, the the Ravens are the one team that doesn't stand out to me. So, Ant, are you wearing your Dolphins gear now? Yeah, I got my t- uh, Ryan Tannehill jersey on right now, away jersey, <laughs> all white. No, I th- I honestly think the um, to be honest with you, I really like the way the Dolphins are playing. I think they're pretty smart with the decisions they're making, offensive, defensively, who they're putting in the game. Um, I think they got a decent amount of heart. I really do believe it's proved me wrong. Tua has been such a big help for this team. Uh, and Brian Flores, too. Start with Brian Flores, bring it down to Tua. He has been a huge help for this Dolphins' success so far. Sitting in at, what, 8-4 and four right now? Is that what it is? Yep. I th- I forgot to say that they have eight wins and four losses. What I, I don't even understand. I, I think that's not even real, honestly. I think that's just fake. Miami Dolphins eight and four. But um yeah, I, I really think that they may be the team that could push pretty far if they do well in the playoffs. I don't think there'll be no AFC championship team, obviously, because you'll have to go against the Chiefs most likely, which will which will make it again, but um, I just really like the way that they're playing, and I always go back to what I usually say about winning is um, they're winning games. It doesn't matter if you win by a point, by two points. You know, they're winning games. That's that's all that really matters. They don't look at your scores. They look at your record. How many wins do you have? Are you a talented team? Can you come through in the fourth quarter? Blah blah blah. And I I just like the way they're playing right now. They Tua has really helped him with uh, turnovers too. They have, when he steps in, he doesn't really force that many. Uh, no, Aaron he, throws. He is very controlled with that ball. He, but I'll he say this like, though: it just looks like the offense doesn't fit to like how he played in college. Like it doesn't fit to his strengths and what he could do. It kind of just looks like he's just in a pro system. Yes, I agree. I agree. Like if you're the offensive coordinator, you gotta you gotta adjust your system to your quarterback's strengths. I believe that one hundred percent. hundred percent, yeah. You can't change you shouldn't. I don't I'm not gonna say you can't. You should not change the natural ability that the quarterback has. And a perfect example is Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid literally, I can guarantee you this, just says, Okay, you wanna run that play? Go ahead and do that play. Right, I'm very sure he just lets him play his style because any other thick-headed coach would say, you can't throw the ball sidearm like that. I'm not going to let you do that. That's not <laughs> Yeah, if we were back style. in the 80s, yeah, <laughs> be like, hell I'm no. Sure there are, I'm sure there's coaches that are still like that. Just let the kid play, man. It, it opens up so many doors for everybody. Do you want to be successful or do you want to let your ego get in the way? Make the decision early. Right, and I just feel like they're just throwing him into a pro system, see him, I guess, like test him out, see what his strengths are and weaknesses are and get some more tape. But it just looks like the Dolphins kind of are more spread efficient when Fitzpatrick's in versus when Tua's in. I don't know. That just might be my kind of thing I'm observing, but I'm sure we'll hear more about it. I mean, Brandon, you watched the game today. What did you, what did you think? I mean, could they change up the offense a little bit? 
I, I, I honestly, I think what they're doing right now is just, is good for right now. They're playing it safe. They're letting Tua get his reps. I mean, he's not doing anything stupid. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not throwing the ball down the field, forcing interceptions. I, I think just to let them play the way they're playing right now, tweak things, I mean, in the offseason, maybe try to get him into a rhythm uh, for more of a, a running offense or a wildcat, different looks like he was playing in college. Um, but right now, just just keep doing what you're doing. It's working. Don't change yeah. it. And adding to that, I 100% agree to that because – Pretty much, in other words, what he's saying is they're they're steady rolling right now. So don't change anything. Yeah, maybe he could be he could maximize a little bit more if we change the system, but they're steady rolling right now. Don't touch anything until mistakes are made because that's how you learn. So when a mistake is made, then we can go back, we can review film, we can go over critiquing and all those type of things. But until then, let's finish out the season you know, what he's doing now, and then try to introduce new things down the road. Don't kind of overload the guy in a sense. Um, He's got a lot of time to grow into this offense, into this team. He could really have a future with this Miami Dolphins team that could be success. So just let him do his thing and uh, let it go from there. I truly think these three top uh, rookie quarterbacks – to uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, they're going to be special down the road. And we might be talking 100%. about this draft class um, like 20 or 30 years down the line being like, wow, look at the quarterbacks in that draft class. I think that each one of these quarterbacks will have a championship, like an AFC or NFC championship under their belt at least once. Just because it's the want to win, the hunger behind. I know that from Justin Herbert for sure. Joe Burrow. Tua, I don't know, 100%. I can visually see it that they want to win. Um, but you got to have heart if you want to get that that far down into the game. Yeah, final thoughts on week 13. Solid week. I'll have more on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Hey, Brandon, USC is playing right now, and they're kicking the shit out of Washington State. Let's go. It's 34 to nothing in the middle of the second quarter. Let's go. USC 4-0 this season. Well, they're going to be 4-0. Pac-12 champs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the way Oregon's playing, they're certainly going to achieve that because Oregon lost to – we'll switch to college football right now if you haven't got the gist of it. Oregon lost to Cal, and Cal got the first victory of the year. So Oregon drops Oregon's two. Oregon's got problems. They do. They do. But they your other team, the Ohio State – Buckeyes, they had a COVID problem, but that didn't phase them at all as they dominated Michigan State 52 to 12. There were a lot of upsets this week that uh kind of sparked Texas AM almost suffered an upset against Auburn, but started pulling away in the fourth quarter. So they won 31 to 20 there. Oklahoma State got upset by TCU. Uh Iowa State dominated West Virginia. Indiana beat Wisconsin 14 to 6. Uh, Iowa almost suffered upset, thirty-five to twenty-one. Stanford upset the Washington Huskies, thirty-one to twenty-six. And then I think one of the games of the year is uh, BYU Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina ended up beating BYU by literally one yard to win that game, twenty-two seventeen. Probably the biggest victory in Coastal Carolina's program history. So, very your thoughts on college football? Yeah, very surprised about that Coastal win. Great game. Once that game came on, I turned that. I turned it on right away, and I was not changing the channel. I was not watching Bama and LSU. Nothing. I just had that game on. That was it. Um, but 
Yeah, it didn't look like Zach Wilson there was really able to produce that much. Maybe it was just me. Um, but they kept taking the ball out of his hands. They kept trying to run it and do these gadget plays. I'm like, dude, yeah. let the guy just go. I know, I know. He's super athletic too. So just, I agree with that. But almost uh, jumped over a guy. Kind of happy for Coastal because I kind of I like Coastal just with obviously the only people that live down there and Carolina and whatnot. Um, I'm definitely happy for them. I think that that's a huge help for pushing them up in the rankings. But Oregon, Georgia will be ahead of them, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, unfortunately, the committee does not respect uh, group of five teams at all. But I would say that just that was an amazing game. I don't know how that game was on ABC. I'll have more thoughts. And that that game was just late on ESPNU. They should at least move that. They should at least move that to like ESPN two or something. Yeah, and like put on ABC because Clemson and Virginia Tech. Granted, it was close at halftime, but then Clemson just put the barn doors on uh, Virginia Tech in the second half. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this: you can't you can't discredit BYU for literally planning two days before Saturday a game and then flying all the way to the East Coast with <laughs> probably only like one day of practice and get prepared for. A really good team. Great teams, though. I, I think uh, Coastal had a little bit more heart, though. Yeah. They, they Great really color game, to too. The uniforms were awesome under the yeah. lights. Coastal is cool. But um, I rather mentioned about um, this freaking Devontae Smith performance against LSU. Uh, unbelievable. Eight catches, 231 yards, and three touchdowns. That's so, Bama's big time uh, receiver, right? Receiver, yes. Yeah. Dude, right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Number six? Is that his number yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that game, but I heard he's just a, like a complete stud. I thought I saw one touchdown from him where he was wide open, so I can't give him too much credit for that because there was nobody around him. But yeah, hell of a game on that. He had a touchdown catch where it looked like the ball was overthrown, and like, you know how quarterbacks throw it? like out of the back of the end zone. He kind of just leaped up and one hand caught it and landed in bounds. It was a spectacular catch. I mean, one of the best I've ever seen from this year. We've been seeing a lot of those. Yeah, there are a decent amount of good one-handed catches this year. Penn State, Oregon. I thought there may have been Ohio State, the Bama one. Yeah, Ohio State had that one crazy one. I forget who it was. in the back. yeah, that freshman uh, and two Dixon feet too, Smith. instead of one feet. Yeah, yeah, Dixon Smith or something. Mm-hmm. That was like I want to put that almost like catch of the year already, but it's too early. Too many candidates, and who who knew that we would be talking about Alabama wide receivers? Normally they're like a heavy run team, and now they're just passing and like scoring so many points. They have a lot of talent though. They're coming at wide out. Yeah, I mean, Julio Jones went there. They. Yeah, it really depends on who they're recruiting. There's always those couple standout guys, though. Right. So right now, they're locked in. They're going to the SEC championship game, and so was Florida. So in two weeks' time, Florida and Alabama will square off in the SEC championship game. Uh, we also going to have Notre Dame and Clemson. They're on buys this week. The ACC kind of scheduled it that way, and they're going to be facing off in the ACC championship game. That's those two games have huge playoff implications. And then the Big 12, uh, 
title game was also uh, made up this weekend with Iowa State and Oklahoma. They'll be squaring off for the Big 12 title. Now, the Big Ten is kind of a different story because Iowa or Ohio State, Michigan did have COVID issues and had to cancel this week. So if they do cancel this week, Ohio State will only have five games and won't qualify. So that'll be a Where big they need six? Yeah, they need six to get in. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State played five. Other teams have already played ten uh, games. Like Notre Dame has ten games under their belt. Yeah, it's just the Big Ten. The Big Ten screwed over every single Big Ten team. Yeah, they really messed up. Um, Ohio State really is the uh, – Indiana is really the only two contenders in there this year I feel like can have a chance at finishing the season up pretty strong. Wisconsin, I mean, how many games have they played? Like three, two? Yeah, pretty much. Arizona I mean, State's only on. played two games. <laughs> Honestly, I understand you're trying to move this forward, but – just cancel. Just don't. I literally, as a head coach, would be like, we're not playing this year. We're just going to get as much practice in as we can. Or or to figure something out because I just think that's just so dumb. We're going to get our team together, prep for this game, play two games, and that's it. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Maybe, maybe I'll want to do it just to get practice against opponents, okay, but – do we want to risk getting anybody hurt for just a stupid game that doesn't mean anything? I mean, right. there's a lot of factors you got to think about. Yeah. Brandon, just a quick question. I want to see what your answer is. How tall do you think the starting center for Coastal Carolina is? Just just a quick like answer. Oh, and uh, know, double bonus? Nine. Double Five bonus? nine. Yeah. How much does he weigh? How much does he weigh? <laughs> 295. Very close. 290. 5'9 and 290, a starting D1 center. That is massive. And would you take that guy over anybody else? Absolutely, because the low man wins. That's a lot of mass you got to move at 5'9 versus someone who's spread out to 6'4. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. At offensive line, it's kind of tricky because in pass protection, dudes can just swim over a small guy. That is true, but he's a center. Yeah, if he's a center. Then I'd be concerned. But like <laughs> I'm saying, tackle? on the inside, those big there's huge defensive tackles. We've seen them. Imagine Aaron Donald oh, going absolutely. up against a 5'9 center, you know? Yeah. I mean, Adam Gase, take uh 5'9 center and move him to left tackle, blind side. <laughs> Draft him number one overall. Forget yeah. about Trevor Lawrence. We need we need to improve we on need a, center. Off, yeah, we need to improve on left tackle. I'm taking uh Andy Smith. From um, I don't know some Division three team, Appalachian yeah. State, <laughs> Appalachian State out in Minnesota, and uh, I don't know whatever, dude. Too much BS. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's small, but I'm telling you, man, like that's still a lot of mass to move. That's 290 pounds. I mean, just that being in a way is almost like a brick wall. Brick wall is a brick wall. So, I mean, whether it's four feet tall, five feet, six feet. At some point, it's much harder to move that weight than it would just the than it would be dealing with someone who's tall. Right. All right. So let's go to the NBA quick. There was a big trade that happened. Uh, lots of people are discussing who won the trade. So Houston has agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards in exchange for John Wall and a first round pick in 2023. So 
that was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. So John Wall is going to go to Houston and join up with James Harden. As of right now, there hasn't been a trade with James Harden. There has been rumors sparking up lately about James Harden possibly going to Brooklyn, possibly going to a new destination. And Russell Westbrook is now going to join Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards as the Wizards are trying to make the playoff playoffs for the first time in a while so brandon what do you think about this trade who do you think won the trade who's a better position and i mean russell westbrook it seems like he's on the trading block every year right it's hard it's really hard to say who won the trade um because i i mean we haven't seen john wall play in two years um russell westbrook just can't really seem to find his fit in the nba um and who he plays well with who he can gel with um i think he'll help washington out especially with Bradley Beal. Uh, John Wall, I think he might be a great asset for, for James Harden and that Houston Rockets team, but they're going to need a coach, and they need a big man, and we don't know if James Harden's going to be there this season. He's still once out of Houston. Um, so I think it's too too early to say who wins this trade. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the Russell Wilson, Bradley Beal, or not Russell Wilson, geez, come on now. Russell Wilson's playing basketball now, guys. He's a multi-talent. Um, Multi-talented guy. He plays for the Yankees. He plays for the New York Knicks, and now he's going to play for plays the, for the Rangers. Hawks. <laughs> Rangers skates for the Rangers. Plays the for the Red Bulls uh, soccer team. <laughs> he can do it all. He's on the uh, NASCAR driver team. <laughs> Bass pro fisherman, swimmer. Michael Phelps. Yeah, you can't yeah. touch him. <laughs> Better than Brooks. but anyway, uh, golf. Tiger yeah, Woods. Brooks. He's got three gold uh, green jackets already. Exactly. He's never picked up a golf club. Yeah, he's got green, three green jackets. <laughs> Russell Wilson looks like he could be a good golfer, though. How about her? Yeah. Anyway, back to Russell Westbrook. I think his pairing with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's not really a guy who needs the ball, necessarily. I mean, that's kind of... I don't really watch a lot of Wizards games or, like, the Wizards that much at all in reality. But I, he's been an all-star, and you're going to pair Russell Westbrook, who's a dominant ball-heavy guy and can score and just – he lacks shooting, and Bradley Beal has the shooting. So that will be a great pairing. And then, yeah, you're right about the whole John Wall thing. We don't really see, like, what he can do because he hasn't played in a while. I think he tore his Achilles in the shower. That was, like, the initial report for this year. But, um, yeah, in it's just – the shower? I, I think that's what it was, so – how the hell did he do that? It's John Wall. He tears his Achilles all the time, dude. It's ridiculous. Every single year he gets an injury. I remember living down in D.C. and everyone's like, come on now. Another injury to John Wall. But anyway, when he plays and he's healthy, he's a, he's a dominant piece. He's a real good uh, – he's kind of ball dominant too. So it will be interesting to see if, uh, if James Harden does initially stay there how those two will kind of coincide when it comes to getting the basketball in their hands and the way the games are played. But who do you think will have the better record? Yeah, who will have a better record? Yeah, like who do you think will have a better record, Houston or Washington? I mean, if it stays as it is right now, I think Houston will. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. I agree. But, like, the West is getting so much tougher. I think Washington will probably have an easier path than um, the West, like Houston. Yeah, but a lot of guys are going over into the East now. You got Durant. You got Kyrie. I mean, Philly's starting to rebuild now. You got Boston, who's still a dominant young team. 
Right. Uh, the East is definitely no easy path. Well, the West too, because like now you have Anthony Davis agreeing to a five-year, $190 million max contract to stay as a Laker. And then LeBron signing a two-year, $85 million contract extension. So it's like good luck trying to beat the Lakers too. And the Lakers have improved so much in the offseason and they already just won the NBA championship. Yeah, they improved by getting getting rid of Danny Green. Yeah, pretty much. Put him on Philly. Just let him get booed. <laughs> Put him on Philly. Let's just pray he makes shots. <laughs> the other winter sport that's being delayed right now, and NBA is going to start uh, December 22nd. The schedule is out now. They're going to have a max Christmas day. I think the first game is uh, is the Warriors and Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, but something like that. Anywho. Uh, hockey is kind of in the lux right now. The NHLPA is complaining about um, the owners kind of blindsiding them when it comes to pay for this upcoming year because the limitations about limited fans or no fans whatsoever. There's been talk about getting possibly more outdoor games played at like the baseball stadiums, especially in Boston and uh, Chicago or Los Angeles to get some ticket revenue to possibly have some fans inside. Um, a hockey game, so that way it's an outdoor game and you can have more people in the stands. But interesting stuff. And then they're pushing for like a 60-ish game season. So, and what do you think about all this news as a hockey guy? We, we want hockey this year. The NHL is kind of messing up right now because they every sport is back, number one. Uh, number two, they were the first sport besides NASCAR, to want to come back and say, we're doing this, and this is how it's going to go. And they didn't care about what the NFL was doing. They didn't care about the NBA. They didn't care about anybody else. They had no concern to anybody else, really. They are like, we're doing this, and that's it. And now they're holding out on pretty much a season, like nothing set in stone yet. It's kind of really disappointing, honestly. Um, it was we kind of a little strange, too, because – you're going to finish a season, have a Stanley Cup, and then you're going to just not have a season this year? I mean, after we know what's going on. Uh, I don't know. It's got It's probably got to come down to some type of money issue. But I'm really hopeful we see, we see uh, a season. I think we will, but um, I'm not 100%, 100% sure on that. Obviously, nobody is yet. But I think the outdoor game would be pretty cool. I mean – it probably would only be for this season until the vaccine came out, and then they'd probably be back in the stadium. So to do it one season, outdoors, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, wherever, Winnipeg where it's cold, even probably can get away with even a rink in Minnesota somewhere. Um, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, it would. And um, it's they want fans especially because tech- – Ticket revenue is uh, a big part of these uh, hockey teams when it comes to the salary cap and stuff. They rely, these teams rely quite a bit on the fans' attendance and like the revenue from home games. So if you have more outdoor games, then it kind of opens the door that, you know, increasing what possibly could have been the revenue if you didn't have mm-hmm. fans at all in some of these arenas. Now, I hope they get it done. You still have the whole uh, Canada factor with their like cross um, traveling COVID restrictions with teams coming in and out to play the Canadian teams or even the Canadian teams going to America and coming back. I mean, there's still a lot of lingo they have to get uh, situated, but I think they will in the next two weeks. I really hope so because, you know, 
they they will really get a major blow if they don't play this season. And the popularity of that sport was increasing, but then it's just another big blow if they don't play this year. Yeah, and if they could just if they could just um honestly, I feel like the NHL is so relaxed about certain things. If they could just even find outdoor rinks that could hold I I am almost positive there's rinks in Canada that are unknown type of stadium rinks just like we have high school football stadiums here in Texas that hold you know 40,000 people so I'm sure they could find even rinks out in Canada I mean and just be understanding um if you have a couple NHL teams playing in a stadium that because you got Winnipeg Calgary Toronto Montreal and uh, Vancouver, those five, and they're all indoor. So you'd have to find rinks outdoor or baseball stadiums there where they could play if they even have anything outdoor because it's so like cold Fenway, not yeah, like Fenway or do it in Minnesota or find places to do it. But it's going to be a lot of thinking to do. It's going to be a lot of thinking, a lot of research. Um, if they want to even pick random stadium somewhere but yeah i mean what you said is definitely true if they are able to put if they're able to put these games in outdoor stadiums that can hold more fans let's say i don't know a normal hockey stadium holds somewhere between 20 and 30,000 like people, 17 is 17 to 20,000 yeah that's like the average is like the average, which is not a lot at all. We were thinking football holds, you know, sixty to eighty, and college holds a hundred thousand. Yeah, this is indoor, you know, yeah. in the middle so of some cities. They can make more money if they're able to put more people outside. But who, who? I mean, once again, we're talking about restrictions. So, how many people can you really fit and follow the rules at the same time? And also, you're going to have some cancellations, too. I'm sure there's going to be tons of cancellations. We're seeing that with college basketball. College basketball games are getting canceled left and right. Like, um, Zaga was supposed to play at Baylor, and that got postponed. Um, so, But they, there's been games going on, and kudos to these uh, college basketball programs for you know making their way through a really hectic season because games can be made literally a couple days before they go play, and then, um, you know, hey, we're playing this team now. But with hockey, I think it's going to fall in the same line with uh, the way the NBA is going to go this season. Yeah, it's kind of still really unknown. Definitely shocking because they had the season finish out last year for the Stanley Cup. Um, not last year. This a couple this months ago. Yeah, in the summer, and now you're not going to have a season. Do guys in NHL? They play, like I said, this they play the game to play the game to win that cup. That's it. I mean, they're obviously excited about the salary and all the perks and stuff, but almost every single player in the NHL wants to win a cup. It's a different type of lifestyle and different type. They're of like, oh, we're playing, eh? Okay, we'll mean, we'll play, eh? For that cup, means, eh? It means so much for them to win that cup, and whether there is a Stanley Cup season uh, playoff or not, they want to play the sport. Uh, so even if they have a 20-game schedule or whatever, it's better than nothing. Yeah, they become ugly as shit and grow out their beards and hair and uh, look completely uh, ugly and yeah. the cop in their Which brightest moment. <laughs> Which is great. Which is great. Love that. That's that's ideal. You need to have that. 
Imagine an NBA player with missing teeth and like he's got a full beard and full everything. beard, long hair. Dude, <laughs> that's so good for hockey. I love the playoff beard. They they actually wanted to get rid of that. It would have been awful if they did. But yeah, the Yankees would mean. never. Yeah, the Yankees would that. never. <laughs> Yankees playoff beard. The the Yankees like back in the eighties they had mustache, but now I guess it's like the old Steinbrenner rule where everyone has to like get a haircut and like clean shaven face. That's so weird. I know it's a yeah. rule, but it's just it's like an organization rule. It is. I I didn't mind it personally. It's like who cares what I look like? It's like do you like my play or what? You know? Yeah, it's more about winning games but at the same time doesn't matter if you have long hair and a beard if you win games yeah you could look like you're about to go to uh fort belvoir and yet like if you can play you can play but if you look ugly and like kind of um just haven't gotten a haircut in like three or four years then like if you can play too who cares exactly i'm not saying i'm for being dirty and not getting a haircut and shaving your face (laughs) but at the same time i kind of i like uniqueness I, I want people to be different i want people to just be themselves and and express themselves in their own ways their different styles if everybody came with the same haircut look like we're all just listed into the marine corps you know but it's <laughs> it's sports so and that's nothing against military obviously i'm just using that as a real real <clears throat> a real life example of you know military police and fire is not really too strict with that you cannot have facial hair but you know, sports a little bit different, it's a little bit more laid back, and that's the only team that kind of really doesn't allow that. Yeah. Well, well, Penn State did that too for a while under Joe Paterno. So it's random. I know we're going off topic a bit, but it's kind of yeah, a little random. Yeah. All right. Uh, Logan Paul is going to fight Floyd Mayweather. That can't breaking today. Logan Paul is like a, a famous YouTuber. I guess they have this exhibition match. Uh, Logan Paul is so much bigger of a guy than Floyd Mayweather is. I don't know why Floyd's doing this. I guess he's like looking for more extra cash or whatever. Maybe he wants to buy a new car. But like, <laughs> yeah, I guess they're gonna square off, and uh, it's scheduled for February of 2021. So we'll see if the fight happens. Logan Paul's it's like six four. It, it's it's a joke. Floyd Mayweather's gonna destroy him. Yeah. Well, he's going to dance around and let Logan Paul get so tired. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a joke. It's not especially a joke. Logan Paul. I'm pretty sure the guy just swings, right? I'm pretty sure he does too. I haven't seen any of his fights. I don't even. Fu- I know he was like a big YouTuber and everything, and but it's he's just not even wait a, a second. Yeah. Did you just see that play? Okay, who is watching this game? I unfortunately am. I think that was a touchdown. Uh, they'll probably rule that, it a touchdown. No, they the uh, Chiefs just punted the ball. He caught that ball. Wow, that was insane, dude! I thought he, I thought he, uh, I thought he dropped it, caught it right. In the, it came off his hands. He missed it, and it as he was falling down, landed right in his chest, and it didn't touch the Maybe ground. Maybe it hit the ground on the other side. No, it, I literally was watching the replay. That's crazy. Well, they just missed out on the touchdown. Well, good riddance. Screw you, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I can't stand that team. 
Oh, maybe the ball hit the uh what? Uh that's weird. Are you watching that? Yeah, did it hit the ground? No, no I thought it was did. It... Touchdown. Did you see Wow. That that, that's that not like Andy Reid. Yeah, that was definitely he would a touchdown. Challenge that. That's a missed call. That very lucky for Tyree Kill. Yeah, but oh. why was that not reviewed? Aren't all touchdowns reviewed? I mean, I know it wasn't a touchdown. Well, it has to be still. it has to be a touchdown on the field for it to get automatically reviewed. That's stupid. What do you mean on the field? So like the officials have to call it a touchdown and then it's oh. every touchdown is automatically reviewed that way. Oh. Oh, if it's just an incomplete sucks. pass, it has to be on the head coach to throw that challenge flag. Andy Reid's got to be quicker than that. How did Tyree Kill not know that he caught it? I think he hit. I think he thought that it hit the ground, but yeah, Andy Reid probably threw his burger napkin instead of his challenge flag. He's like, "Oh, what the hell!" (laughs) And it was red because it had all ketchup on it too. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anything else, fellas? Nope. That's it. No boys. No NASCAR. No bass fishing. Sucks. Trailerville is officially uh, postponed. Like closed down for the winter. I'm gonna get waders though to clamming. So no hunting news. Oh boy. Uh, hunting. We actually have a couple hunting clues coming in for Christmas, <laughs> but I'll keep you guys updated with that. Do you? Did you? Do you hunt like ever? Um, there's one guy I know like duck hunts, but oh, duck hunting is so much fun. I wasn't gonna go. I'm not about killing animals like that, dude. Every every fish I catch, whether we go if we go on a charter, we keep obviously what we catch, but we're not like abusive like that and just kill animals for no abusive. reason. Abusive? No, you eat the animals, dude. You eat yeah, deer, boy. But I don't know. I don't duck. like to kill. I don't really like to kill animals like that. I mean, I, well, I, I keep playing. I don't either, but I've gone like out in Montana. I've gone hunting many times, and it's yeah, it's boy, pretty fun. It's, it's either you hunt or you hunt. There's no other options. That's <laughs> how you live out there, boys. Yeah, store. right. Well, not archery though. I was I was a gun guy. Archery, yeah. Archery's tough, dude. You gotta practice a long time to get that, uh, like your accuracy down and. Just like the bow and everything, and be one with the uh, bow. I'll stick with the boat and the fishing pole and the clam rake. I'm good. Yeah, I'm very shocked that even the officials, like sometimes the officials will get buzzed down from like the booth or whatever to review that play. That was a crazy play. I thought he dropped that ball, and it turned out to be that it didn't touch the ground. Well, as a Broncos fan, thank goodness we get a break our way. If you guys win, you can really thank. Thank them for not reviewing the play. Yeah, we'll be back in the playoff hunt if we win, too. (laughs) We we finally have a quarterback. We actually have a quarterback now, so we're back. Yeah, Drew Locke. All right, guys, anything else? Uh, Boys, stay safe. Um, Stay healthy. Do the right thing. Work hard. Eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. Take your multivitamins. Get listen to Flex, minutes. Anthony. Listen to what Flex tells you. Yeah, sure. Get 30 <laughs> minutes of exercise each day. Get your vitamin D naturally outside sunlight. Breathe fresh air. Um, yeah, I can't yeah, do that up it. north. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard to west, do that in this city. West, west <laughs> got to go outside with a respirator on because of all the fumes in New York. <laughs> 
That's what that's why I go uh, to the bridge for. Yeah, that's why guys are always coughing now. <laughs> oh, all right. I have a cough all day. I'll yeah. just see Andy Reid. He's like, uh, he's like Tyreek. Why didn't you tell me you caught that? Yeah, Tyreke, he's like, talking well, to him like your that. Fucking burger down. Yeah, <laughs> he was asking him though. You could tell he was asking him like, "Did you catch that or no?" Andy Reid was probably putting in a seamless uh, order. Yeah. Get getting ready for the halftime burgers. <laughs> Andy, Andy oh, Reid was looking over the menu. Oh, his, here we uh, go, baby! Touchdown. Let's go. We're oh. back. Oh, man. How did you guys get to play already? I- I'm watching them up in the booth right now. Talk. Melvin Gordon just had a long run. You'll get it. Boys, I got to go. It's past my bedtime. Okay, boy. All hey, right. Sam, I got to wake up for the schoolio tomorrow. Schooliosis. Schooliosis. I got all right. That's all the time we have. Honestly, you probably do. in the damn chair too long. <laughs> Dude, my hip literally hurts from sitting in the chair. Don't. Yeah, get a mess. Take... Get like a bouncy ball or like one of those big inflatable balls, yoga balls. What to sit on? Yeah, dude, improves ah, boy, posture. I got, I got hip impingement because I'm I'm bending over so much in this stupid chair. This desk is for like kids. Well, that's room. your fault. All right, let Way me do the goes, outro. Boys. Damn it! <laughs> Way she goes. All right, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any comments about who's going to make the playoffs, who's impressing you, are the Browns the best team in the NFL, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports, comment down below, uh, follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros, follow our website, BenchBrosSports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services, so go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. You can check out CFP 100. NFL Weekly Drive and other Bench Bro Sports Podcast uh, episodes. So, again, thank you for listening. Guys, let's wrap it up here. Like I said, wrap it up and put a bow on it. Exactly. Don't forget to wrap up your Christmas presents, too. Don't be that guy that puts it in the bag and does nothing with tissue paper. Yeah. Or or just get it delivered in the Amazon box and throw a cardboard box on the table. Don't do that either. All right, I'm Wes. Like, don't get don't get lazy because the world is getting lazy. Don't do to be the opposite of that. Work hard. Have some thought behind it. Well yeah, said. Exactly. Well said, well said. All right, that was Anthony doing the commercial for Hallmark right there. That was Brandon. <laughs> I'm Wes. We'll see you next time on the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're out of here.